Welcome, Internet, to the Pixel Play Podcast, your weekly podcast where we get together to talk about everything going on in video games. This week, we're talking about one thing and one thing only, and that is PlayStation Showcase 2023. We're going to be talking about some of our favorite uh, things that we saw, some of the things that concerned us, overall thoughts, and the implications for the larger gaming environment. I am one of your hosts, Kalen, a.k.a. Catastrophe, joined as always by my co-host, Adam, CS Radical, and Chris at Jin and Chris. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Fantastic. How are yeah. you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. I beat Star Wars uh, Survivor. Yes. yes. Yes, I wanted to ask. I needed so to So good. So good. Oh, I yeah. loved it. Uh, yeah, such a good game. I'm kind of sad that it's over. I was going to go for the Platinum, and then I looked at the list. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Forget that. Yeah, that's um, what no. happened to me. Yeah. I got all but, like, two of them. And then I was like, oh, these are these are ridiculous. I don't want to do that. I've talked about it before, and you can go look back at our other episodes of, like, how trophies are, like, being ruined. Like, the, the worst trophy is the whole collect everything, and I hate that trophy, and it's yeah. just ruined that. I would have gotten the Platinum if it wasn't for that one trophy. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So now I'm kind of in a, in a state where I don't know what to play. I went to the library, and I'm currently rented Switch games, guys. That's the state that we're in right now. I got Advanced Wars, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. And Metroid Prime, which I don't know. I, I got like just through like the introductory tutorial and it just I don't know. Like I know it was, that game was getting like really high praise and I don't quite see it yet. So we'll have to see what, how that turns out. But did yeah. you play the original? No. Oh, OK. I wasn't yeah. sure if this was you didn't like the remaster or just. No, this Metroid is Prime. I the only Metroid game I've ever played was the Metroid like Super Metroid. Uh, and that was with the retro console when it came out. That's the only experience I have with it. But so far, seems kind of like, doesn't seem bad. It's it's fine, but it doesn't seem compelling. Like, I don't get where the 10 is. So, yeah. Yeah. Adam, what about you? What's new with you this week? I finally finished the first Trails in the Sky. So I am now one of three through that arc. And now I'm into the second game. Even without voice acting. And, well, there is a little bit of voice acting, but it's mostly like slight lines that are done after every battle. That's the only real dialogue ever in the game. For a game, though, that doesn't really have any dialogue and it's all text, I forgot that those games are capable of actually getting some emotional reactions because the end is really fucking well told. And I even knew what was already happening because, you know, obviously playing Cold Steel and they cross over with all these older games. I, I did a bunch of research on the story because I never thought I was going to play the older games. So I needed to know as much as I could so I at least would understand some of the shit. And now that I knew going in, even with the information in front of me, I still look at them like, man, they did a great job emotionally telling that story at the end. And now, like, the beginning of, of the second game has started, and it goes right away with the smacking you in the face with emotional stuff again. I'm like, oh, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, I remember with Cold Steel how I got uh, pretty pretty welled up, and we're already starting on that front, and we're only starting the second of three, and I'm not even going into the other arc still, so there's plenty of time. And of course, there's a new game in July, assuming it doesn't get delayed at this point. So my brain is like, great, we're just going to be on emotional uh, damage level for the next like few months as I play through most of these games again. Speaking hey, Adam, of new game. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I, I just need to know, how long did it take you to play uh, the first one? Uh, somewhere around like 20-ish, I want to say. Okay, okay, that's not bad. I was hoping. I was, now, granted, I, was I usually had turbo mode on the entire time, so that way it would go a lot faster. I didn't realize man. because normally you just hold down the, the right trigger to go turbo. I didn't realize because I've never tried to before. Um, Steam has its own controller settings you can do, so I could actually toggle 
the thing to be a, a release and go now. So that actually makes things so much easier because I was losing the feeling in my index finger from holding it the entire game and then like thumbing the X button every time I want to do anything. I'm like, this is ridiculous. How is this not a toggle option? And then Steam was like, yo fam, we got you. I'm like, thanks. My hands appreciate you. Steam knows what's Chris, up. Chris, were you intending to do a, a jingle all the way reference or did it just work out that way? Uh, as soon as he said turbo, I'm like, it's jingle all the way time. Like I was ready. Yeah. Well, we're <laughs> showing our age quite well, aren't we? <laughs> it's a brand new movie. It just came out last week. So yeah, good. A- so apart good. from that, I'm... I-, I guess we're in that state of uh, trying to figure out what the heck the next thing is. Because obviously, I mean, I'm sure, Chris, before we-, we-, we get to the main stuff, you have stuff to talk about. But yeah, that's kind of in my state. It's like, okay, I'm playing old stuff until something else happens. And we'll talk about the something in a minute. <laughs> Something new to play. It's transition. That's a good way. Uh, Chris, you had your chance. You, you, pa- you passed over to me, so we're going to... No, I'm just kidding. What, what have you been up to? What have you been playing? Well, I, actually, I normally have more to say, but uh, I've just been playing Tears of the Kingdom, and the, you're both like, what should I play? Like, clearly, it's Tears of the Kingdom. Like, <laughs> it is so good. Like, I'm only maybe 11 or 12 hours in. Like, I haven't had anywhere near as much time as I want with it yet, um, just because of actual real life, I guess. Um, and I've already completed two major dungeons. Like the amount of dungeons and story that's happened in only 12 hours, it's like an old school 3D Zelda game put in an open world environment with like mm. shrines and stuff everywhere. It's, it's, I can't, but like when I played Breath of the Wild, I think it, I don't even think I'd gotten to the first dungeon yet. Like, and I'm already well, there's done only two four of many. There's in, only in four in the Breath last game. The Wild. Yeah. This one apparently has a lot more. I haven't explored the Sky World or the Underworld area really yet. Um, and I'm two dungeons in. So this is remarkably so much more interesting than Breath of the Wild. And also, I'm glad this game actually came out when it did. Because the main world is still like the same Hyrule, they didn't change it because obviously it's a direct sequel. I'm actually at the point where I get to a place and I'm like, oh yeah, you. Like, I completely forgot about most of it. So I'm glad it took them like, what is it, six, seven years? I don't know. I'm glad it took that long because if this came out like two years after Breath of the Wild, I've been like, oh, I've already been here. I already did this. This is annoying. I'm rediscovering everything. And I like that. So really, really, really good fun game that's extremely addicting. I'm still, even with the two dungeon stuff, I'm like, oh, there's a tower to go to. There's a shrine oh there's another shrine oh there's like um a crop circle thing in the ground which is like a thing you can find oh there's one i want to go to that because everything gives you a reward that either increases your inventory your health your stamina or gives you a video um memory that helps unlock a mystery of something that's going on in the story Uh, because it happened a little bit in the past so it's kind of like these memories you find which are oh so good because it's like oh damn well, it's good to know because I felt like the thing with Breath of the Wild is it didn't really reward ex- exploration. It's like, oh, cool, you got another stick. Like, cool. Yeah. And that, like, I felt for me like there was no loop. It was just go explore for the sake of exploring. That was kind of the big thing with me that kind of got me out of it. Apart from just how unnecessarily large the world was, every time you go in, like, oh, there's this little, like, fort here with a chest. What's in it? Oh, it's a stick that's going to break in 15 hits. It's, well, it's a rusty that's sword, great. yeah. No, in this yeah. one, there's just you. They're throwing so many weapons at you. Every enemy drops a weapon. It's always increasing, like better than the thing you have. And it's more about okay, I can only hold ten weapons right now. 
this one is this good. Which one do I drop to pick this one up? Like it's mm. just constant so far that. And the going around the world is so much better because the towers that you get that unlock the map kind of Assassin's Creed style, you don't have to climb them. You just have to figure out how to open the door to them. And there's like a very small puzzle to do it. Once you get there, it launches you up in the air. You use your like Nintendo Switch peripheral that basically is so funny because every Zelda game has like the Game Boy Advance that Link has. Like it's always uh, very meta like that. But you scan the world using the Switch and it then fills out the map. But every time now you go to that tower, which is also a fast travel point, you can stand on it and it launches you straight up into the air, like high into like the sky world area. And then you can just, as long as you have enough stamina, you can just paraglide your way to basically anywhere on the map. So they've cool. figured out as long as you get to some of those, like I'm just basically unlocking a tower up in the air and like glide myself to the next tower until I see a shrine. I'm like, ooh, shrine. And I get distracted and I go. Or I see one of those, um, the uh, crop circle looking things that's a symbol on the ground where you can unlock the memory by finding the special item in the crop circle. I know it sounds ooh. silly, but... Again, it's uh, they've fixed everything wrong with Breath of the Wild, in my opinion. I'm sure people would still like not like certain things, but man, is it way more addicting? And like that boring part of Breath of the Wild is just gone. Like maybe mm -hmm. the first hour, maybe if you're on the tutorial island. Also, you can just jump off the island and go right into the game if you don't care. Like <laughs> they just give you whatever you want to do. Go ahead. You don't want to go to the first city or village. Don't go. Just don't go. Just go do everything else. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Guys, let's just jump into this week's topic. There's basically one topic, and that is the PlayStation Showcase. Um, I thought we can kind of go over it, give our thoughts, give our feelings of like what we thought of the conference as a whole, um, individual games, talk about like larger implications for Sony and for Xbox and gaming as a whole. So let's just start real, like 10,000-foot view. Overall, what did you think of the conference? You know, give it a score. Did, was it good? I don't, like, just your initial thoughts. Like, we're not going to go into specifics. We'll do that in a second. But, like, what was your overall impression of the conference? This did not need to be labeled as a showcase. Mm -hmm. I did actual math after I put all my grades for each individual game, and it was a C plus. So this is my personal grades. If I was being more generous, it's probably somewhere around a B minus to a B. And that's okay for a state of play. And especially when most of the games that were at the showcase were not first party. And especially because a lot of the major ones are not Sony exclusive. There was definitely a feeling if you're a Sony pony, you felt pretty left out of this. If you're like just a gamer who has like most of the con, like if you're like me and you have a few can game on your PC, you have an Xbox, you have a PlayStation, you're looking at this list being like, yeah, there's a bunch of cool stuff here. But Sony itself, you're like, okay, Spider-Man, cool. Spider-Man. <laughs> so yeah, like Chris, what, Chris, it was it was you? a C plus oh. for me overall, but like eh, it's just it's not good enough for a Sony showcase. This was a state of play plus. Okay. Ooh, I like that. Chris, yeah, I feel pretty close to the same. Uh I would give it my my rating in my head was like a seven out of ten. So Adam C plus or B minus, pretty much spot on. And it's not that it was bad in the sense like i saw stuff i was like oh there's nothing there it just didn't have that um e3 flair of like oh here's those big three announcements that i had no idea was coming or maybe there was like rumors on reddit like two days ago because it accidentally got leaked like there was just no big moment for me it was more like 
I either saw some stuff I already knew about, but just got a little bit of a better look at it. Um, or there was a bunch of non Sony stuff. So again, like cool, but you know, didn't feel the, that Sony, like, damn, what a year to have a PS five over blank, you know? Yeah, I think yeah, I think a key that. piece of this is less what was shown, but what was missing because there were so many things that we thought might be there and weren't. Even some of the yeah. obvious things that we thought were going to be there weren't there. Yeah, I think for me, like, I don't think this was a bad conference. No, in the sense of like from a game conference thing, like like what we typically see at EC. This is like mid level. This isn't anything bad. This isn't a bad conference by any stretch of the imagination, but. For a Sony conference, this was bad. So, like, this is up there with, like, a Ubisoft and Activision. Like, okay, there's something there for everyone. Almost like, feels like a summer game fest, but Sony put it on. Yeah, like, it's it's not bad, but it's just not what we come to expect from Sony. And, and for me, there's actually some larger concerns I have that this is sort of a harbinger of what's to come for Sony. And I think that this is, like, the first misstep or the canary in the coal mine of, like, what a larger problem is looming for Sony. And we can talk about that in a second. Um, but yeah, like it's not a bad conference. It's a bad PlayStation showcase. Like if this had been Microsoft, we would be like applauding them for like, great job. Like you totally knocked it out of the park, but for Sony, we come to expect more. So that being said, let, like let's jump into some of the specifics. Like what are some things that we saw that we liked? What are some things that, you know, we saw that we were concerned about and Adam, you kind of mentioned things that were like missing so, like, let's kind of go around the table. Let's pick a couple. We'll go around one at a time. Uh, Chris, I'll start with you this time. What's, like, something that you saw that you liked? What were some of the games that kind of hit for you? Um, obviously, it was nice seeing more Spider-Man because I realized that that game is probably coming out this year, and we've known it's that for a fall. bit. Yeah, and, I mean, besides, like, a teaser trailer that had mm -hmm. Venom, like, last year or the year before, like, no info. Like, I knew really nothing about it. So to actually see the gameplay and see everything that was nice mm -hmm. um but also expected like i wouldn't have expected that to be a big thing or at least i would have figured that would have been like kind of the start leading into something else big um just because again it's not an announcement it's more a like bigger look into it um and assassin's creed i would say that just because even though it's not a sony exclusive or anything like, like that oh it looks like the original like assassin creed games if they got obviously a makeover to look like a more modern game it's how I remember Assassin's Creed looking like yes. at the time. It's yes. not how it was at the time. Like it, like no. going back and you look, it's Whoa. but when you like when I think of back of like 2007 playing Assassin's Creed, that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, same. It, it's got me hopefully optimistic about a series that I have been still buying into, regrettably, because I haven't really like loved the last. I have a problem games. too, like, buddy. Yeah, we're like, in good company. I, I've got a problem too. Yeah. I like I like parts, but then I don't. I'm like it reminds me that I'm not playing as even as an assassin in Assassin's Creed. Like I'm this side character as the assassins are doing their thing, and I'm just some other person on their own personal quest yeah. that just happens to bump into an assassin a couple times. It's like I get it, but like why isn't the Viking an assassin? Why like why not just make him one? Like why why? Um, I'd say those are my two um, big ones, and I know that I don't want to say too many because I know that you guys have some probably some similar ones, but mm. I do have one that I don't think either of you would maybe bring up. You might, but uh, what was it called? Sword, Sea of Swords, Sword of the Sea. Sword, Sword of the Sea. Yeah, the sort yeah. of journey looking game. It's not just journey looking. It's made by it's made by Journey. journey. It's made by Journey, and yeah. it is Journey on a sword. So it's it it kind of looked like I mean I loved Journey. I've I've 
beat that game and platinum it back on the PS3. I got it on Steam the day it showed up. I'm going to replay it on PS5 because I guess they upgraded it to like a PS4 version and you, you, I have it again. Um, but I just thought, okay, this looks exactly like the Journey aesthetic. It almost looks like a spiritual successor. And I really like the sword as like a surfboard over the sand kind of thing. And you're kind of unlocking the sand and making it water again. No idea what actually is happening, but I mean, and that's the beauty of those games. It kind of leaves a lot up to your imagination. Even when you finish Journey, you're like, wow, that was beautiful. I still don't even fully understand what just happened, but this is what I think it is. And that breaks my heart or something like that. Like, so this looks very, very cool. Um, very pleasing to the eye. And also I imagine it'll probably be like a 10 to 15 hour game at most. Um, so that will also be nice because I have make you cry and I'll, Oh, I'll cry. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to even hide it. When I beat journey, I had like a couple man tears coming down my face and I didn't even understand them because I didn't even fully understand what happened in the game. The ending just moved me and I had ideas of what it could be. And yeah, definitely had like the odd tear. Um, so yeah, I would say sword of the sea is probably one of the bigger ones there, like not bigger ones there, but one of the ones that I'm very anticipating just because it won't be too expensive to pick up. It won't be a huge game. That's going to take like 70 hours. It'll be a really nice game that I'll have very fond memories of that will probably show up between other games that are coming out. So sword of the sea is definitely up there for me. Cool. Adam, what about you? What are some of the ones that stood up for you that you're excited for that you showed up that showed well? Uh, apart from obviously Spider-Man, which you know we might talk a little bit deeper into later, but uh, the big ones for me as a Bungie fan was was both of what they put out there in this one being Marathon, which even though we don't know anything about it, like I know what the 1994 release I think looked like, so I have a rough idea of what to expect, but just the vibe of it, you know, having that very like cyberpunk meets like sort of sci-fi level like cool aesthetic that it has knowing that it's going to be like some sort of first person shooter and cause it's Bungie and you know, Bungie does that shit perfectly. And just oh, the yeah. vibes that I get from it are really, really good. And I've seen, like I said, I've seen footage of what their original version of this was back in the old MS DOS, you know, PC days. And I'm just excited to see what they do with something that isn't halo and isn't destiny. When they go back to what I assume is their roots. I'm ho I'm hoping that this isn't, you know, just like some games as a service level multiplayer game. If it is, I'm going to be a little bit uh, annoyed, but I'd still be willing to give it a shot because at least know that if it's Bungie behind it, it's going to at least be fun to play, which is still pretty important. But, you know, if it's if it ends up being some really cool single-player idea again, I'd be super into that, but I have a sense that it's probably going to end up being something more multiplayer. But that itself, like, that got my attention. And then destiny 2 with uh, the final shape i've checked out of destiny since its last expansion i got burnt out again and they really tugged on the heartstrings on this one because obviously for those who have never played destiny before lance reddick who recently passed away he is one of the major characters in in the uh, the arc that's going on he's basically like one of the three leaders of the three classes you get to pick from and obviously he passed and Nathan Fillion was brought back, whose character was killed off a few expansions ago as a part of this. And people are theorizing whether or not, like, whether or not it was intended to be this way. I personally go with the idea that because Lance Raddick passed, that this was their way of A, honoring him, and B, having something else to throw at the fans to be like, hey, we're going to bring the 
we're gonna you know we're gonna pony up here to get nathan back on staff here so that we can because this is apparently the final expansion of destiny 2 and might be wrapping up the entire story from what i understand so it's also a way to to kind of give the fans like okay this is our our way of sending him off and also sending the franchise off if that's what actually ends up happening so i, I can't imagine because he passed away like not too long ago like there's probably going to be some stuff that was worked on but i have a feeling they'll have to find some way to either write him out or oh, kind of like push him to the side so that way anything that was missed with him doesn't end up coming up and i imagine that's a big part of why nathan fillion was brought in because they might mm -hmm. need somebody to fill in the gap and just bringing in another voice actor isn't going to cut it and bringing in anybody, especially if they kill them off. Like if they still go with that route, whatever, but especially if the idea is to push him to the side for whatever reason, they can't just have like random person show up. So the only person that honestly fits is Nathan Fillion because he's the only one that's really left. Mm -hmm. So for him to come back is a pretty big deal. And for someone like me who, started from the very beginning to see him to see him back as Kate six did almost bring a tear to my eye watching that live. So, I mean, apart from that, I mean, to, to, to flip on with, or to add on to what Chris said with Assassin's Creed Mirage, I honestly still have no care about this game until I see reviews, but to see Shorey Agdajlu, which obviously Chris will know from the expanse as the narrator for this, I'm like, fuck you, Ubisoft. Don't do that. That's cheating. I, She's playing, I think, the uh, head of the Assassin's Guild in the area. Yeah, that's cheating. So she's like a major character in it. And she's perfect. Mm -hmm. She's perfect. She's got oh, the I voice for it. Yeah. Well, no, me, I mean, the, I'm sure we'll talk oh, about more, but I'll give you a chance to kind of hop in with a couple. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you guys are kind of touching on some of the ones that I agree on. Like, I'm super excited for Spider-Man, obviously. Um, I... You know, I'm excited for Assassin's Creed. The other big announcement that kind of got me was Metal Gear. Metal Gear Solid Delta, the Solid, Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, remaster, whatever. That wasn't a tremendous so, reveal. Like, that's probably, like, the one good surprise reveal that we saw because the way that trailer was designed was perfect. Yeah. I Like, I've never played the Metal Gear games. I played Metal Gear Solid 4, completely lost. I played 5 halfway and quit. Um, but this one, I'm, like, very excited to give it a solid try, and I feel like it might be the one for me um uh, similarly uh, with like the re the, the one two and three Sorry, solid you i was just ah. laughing that you said solid try <laughs> it's not, not intentional um i'm gonna give like the the remaster when that comes out this fall i might give that a try too and see yeah i'm curious about the originals well. getting remastered as well just to give them a, a fair shake again because obviously i haven't played those in forever either i don't even think i i don't think i've actually even started the third one ever so i've only tried bits and pieces of one and two yeah um other than that, the other ones that kind of stood out to me, Helldivers 2. Uh, I got really mm. sucked into Helldivers when that one came to PlayStation Plus. What do you think I about remember... them changing from twin stick to third person? Love it. Love it. It yeah, looks I so like good. It, but... And I think that'll yeah. make it more of a broad appeal to a wider audience. I, I think the asymmetric Especially like it being like, look... a, like a co-op Starship Troopers. That looks so much fun. Oh, did you ever play the first one? No, I never actually did. I think I have oh, it on my console because very... I think it was free one month, but I never tried yeah. it because I didn't have anybody to play it with. It's very much Starship Troopers, that kind of sarcastic, like, you know, for for like democracy and stuff like that. Like, well, the trailer the kind of gave it away with that weird, like uh, PowerPoint presentation level. That's 100 percent the vibe of of Helldivers. But like this was such a fun game that I remember playing it with uh, with my wife and, and like two friends online. And it was just so much fun because you would just go around and do like 
like have command of like like do different missions and stuff and it was just a, such a fun gameplay loop very accessible but like also had like the stupidity or like situations that were funny so like one of the key things with the game is that like you can die and kill your other partners with you so if you throw a grenade and they're beside the grenade they blow up and die or like if you have a laser gun that just cuts through anything it cuts through anything including like your own players or like if you do like a command to like have a drop ship drop like a mech suit it could drop on your players and it was just we had so much fun with the chaos of just like people getting crushed and killed and everything like that it was so much fun um yeah so yeah, i like this gives me the vibes one. of what we were thinking like with a game like second extinction was going to be but this looks like a more polished version of this yeah yeah way more polished <laughs> so hell devers one and then one that i'm like cautiously interested in is phantom blade zero never play like i've never heard of this game before it's got a cool aesthetic if it leans more towards like the god of war vibe versus the dark souls vibe i think i'm gonna be into it i played elden ring and i liked it but i don't know if i love that style of game all the time and so if it's got more of that god of war quick fast reaction which is the impression i get that i'm on board for this one did anyone get the sense that that trailer felt sped up because honestly with the combat it almost felt too fast i was wondering because when i was watching i'm thinking did they like speed it up just a little bit so that way they could fit it in the time slot that they were given because the combat seemed like it, it was way too jumpy way too quick like i felt like no this is like only only like 12 year olds are gonna be able to play this because they're gonna be the only ones capable of keeping up with it because otherwise like the trailer looked amazing like the visual design the the aesthetic that it has like being this sort of like i, I guess it's like a souls born samurai but it also still has a bit more of like elegance and like brightness to it whereas generally a lot of more Soulsborne games tend to be a lot more dreary and dark whereas this one has a bit more of like the aesthetically pleasing visuals to it to add on to it mm -hmm. yeah it is attractive to look at versus souls games where they're just very bleak and you're gonna die yeah like originally um, i was thinking uh oh god this is gonna be Soulsborne," and then for the further into the gameplay i'm like no, this might be more like maybe Devil May Cry-ish. It's like it's not nearly into like you're going to get your ass kicked because with how many enemies are on the same screen, I'm like, no, this isn't going to be super hard. It might still be challenging, but like it's still more of a sense of you're going to be able to at least accomplish stuff rather than uh, any enemy is going to kill you with like three hits. <laughs> yeah. So this one, I'm just like, I got my, it's got my attention. I'll see where it lands. But so far, like it looks cool and looks like a neat idea. So, um, and you, then, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I please. was just going to say, I, I, I think you nailed it perfectly by hoping it's a God of War-like, because I didn't want it to be a Souls-like game, um, but I couldn't think of what I thought it might be like. And if mm -hmm. I think God of War is the perfect analogy of what this game could be like and hopefully is like, because that's when I would pick it up. Because if it is a Soulsborne, yeah, it's dead on arrival because there's been too many, even with this aesthetic alone, there's already too many that do that. Well, that's the thing. I think a lot of people saw it and it immediately just screams like Dark Souls clone. And I think by going with the Dark Souls aesthetic of like the dark, gritty kind of Warhammer-esque kind of like look to it. And I mean, not Warhammer in like the space aspect, but just that, you know what I mean? Like the over-designed darkness, grim kind of everything's destroyed. And it gets people's like, attention because it's popular. But then by the end of the yeah. trailer, you, you watch the combat and you go, no, it's not quite that. So it actually got my yeah. attention by the end because I'm thinking... Okay, this looks like something I won't quit after an hour because I can't do anything. Exactly. Yeah. 
other than that, the the only other one that's kind of like made, and we can talk about it after we talk about the games, was the release of Project Q. So we can talk about that um, once we go through the games. We'll save that as kind of like a little touch. Why, why, don't, so, why don't we save that for once we're done saying nice things about about this this showcase? I'm 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 done. Like that, those were the games that kind of stood out. Other than like what we've already mentioned, like this is not to say those are the only two games. Those are the only two that have not been mentioned yet that I'm kind of interested in. So uh, we can talk a little bit about uh, the other side stuff that we saw that was kind of like, ooh, got us concerned. So, well, I, I want to just touch on a couple more things because I I, yeah. did, I thought we were going to go back and forth. I didn't want to like, oh, no, dump, no, sorry, like, no, 10 no. things I liked. <laughs> um, you know, there are a few like indie things that I thought were really interesting. I think, well, Cat Quest, I'm already super on board with. And I st- I've heard so many good things about it, and I've still got to get around to trying it. Um, Revenant Hill, for anyone who's played Night in the Woods, which was uh, on Game Pass for a while, and that aesthetic, like that's got my attention because that studio has done very tremendous work. Um, I'm just scrolling through the list. Oh, yeah, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink is me crossing my fingers because that game's been in development forever as a Japanese, like, third-person hack-and-slash that's based on the... Uh, I guess the, it's a gacha game to start, but it's also an anime and many, many other things. It's it's had a bunch of stuff over the years. But that was the one that I was most excited about because the initial trailer that they dropped for it looked amazing. It looked like exactly what I said, you know, graphics might be becoming in the future, which is anime on screen. And now that I'm seeing it again, it's not nearly as polished, but I think that's also because... Once you get the concept trailer out, now it has to start looking a little more realistic with what they can push out with a full game rather than a tech demo. And then aside from that, I mean, there's a lot of meh things, but to be honest, like, it may not be a lot of first-person stuff, but what they revealed as their little uh, PSVR 2 lineup, I thought was pretty decent. Like, everything that they showed there I thought was really, really good. I mean... I no, don't care about do Five Nights the, at Freddy's, do, no, but people you, are going to get in the door. Do hey, shut up and point. let me finish there, you, you freaking PSVR 2 hater don't get the point <laughs> but i mean like if you're into five nights of freddy's you're interested resident evil vr or resident evil 4 vr that's a given arizona sunshine without seeing gameplay but i know what it's going to be about but the trailer was really fun i think that's going to be a, a nice little game to play crossfire sierra squad if that ends up being a really solid fps game for vr2 that's a big plus and then synapse that's kind of like a bridge between like super hot and had a bit of like returnal vibes to it I think that's a really cool idea as well. So I thought they had some pretty interesting stuff. I'm not going to talk about Beat Saber because that doesn't count. I I don't think a DLC trailer for Queen deserves to be a part of a showcase, but, you know. (laughs) So this is interesting because you're of the mind that they did a good presentation of of PlayStation VR. Okay, if you want to talk about first-party shit, then no, but I'm saying in terms of stuff (laughs) that's coming to it, I think that's cool. I think they have a pretty decent set of stuff. See, I disagree. Like, you're trying to sell me on a PSVR for arguably more than a PS5. And, like, the best games, like they're like you said, one is a DLC, and then, like, one is just a mode for a game that we already have. And, like, no offense, if I'm going to play Resident Evil 4, I'm going to play it as a first-person shooter, like, the way it's, like, that's the way it's supposed to be played in the sense, like, that's the best way to experience, in my opinion. Like, there's nothing here that was like, oh, man, I need to go out and buy a VR tomorrow. Like, I'm getting to the it, point, though, that I'm starting to wonder with people that aren't interested in this, if there's any game that can get you in. Because, let's be honest here, we're not at a point that I don't think you're going to get a game that's actually that transformative to the medium, because it's too risky to put that much money into a game with that level. Like, Horizon sure. was a big whiff 
by Sony mm. and whether it works or not, we'll, we'll see in the future. But like, I don't know what you expect to see on the, on the VR two that suddenly like creates this massive generation of, of system cells because it doesn't really exist. Like we're still in this age where it's still sort of a gimmick. Right. And, and there's not really a company out there that's going to push something so intense that it's going to make everybody want to get into it. Well, I think the problem is that like, like you said, the, the games that we have feel very gimmicky in the sense, like, like, I don't know. I, it doesn't have, like, I'm not saying it needs to be triple a like level of like last of us part two or something like that, but you're asking me to pay a premium price. Like you're asking me to pay. You may not be the six, target though. Like for the people that are interested in this level stuff, that's what I'm looking at in the same, like, mm. I don't give a shit about like 70% of what's in this lineup here, but for the people that I mm. think it's for, I think it actually does a lot. Like if you already own a VR two, you got some pretty cool mm -hmm. stuff coming your way. If you're on the fence and you have the money to go spend on this massive gimmick, that's probably a couple of things that can push you over the edge and kind of make you go, all right, those are pretty cool. I might take a look at that. But like, Fair enough. if you're, if you're an R camp where uh, I sure as shit can't afford six, $700 right now on a VR peripheral. Uh, no, this isn't doing it for me, but that looks cool. And if I had the money, I would totally be interested in this, but can't <laughs> see i'm in i'm in the opposite camp where it's like if i like i could get one if i if i wanted to but it's like nothing has been shown to me yet where it's like oh i need to drop the, the amount of cash that you're asking for for these experiences like they they seem very gimmicky like they seem very like well, they seem yeah like and i think if you're going into vr ride. you're already expecting that it's gimmicky i don't think we're looking at vr still right now and thinking like it's just a given to have in your house right mm-hmm yeah. In the same in the same way that like obviously when we talk about Project Q like let's be honest it's a gimmick. It's not it's not going to get everybody's yeah. attention. Uh, I'm just trying to think if there was anything that I missed. No, I think we covered everything apart from like Immortals of Avenum, which just looks like a cool or Aveum, I think it looks like a cool like first person magic game. Which I'm still waiting for one that actually is good. So if this mm -hmm. ends up being the one cool, because I've been waiting for one for like at least five years to get my attention and it hasn't worked yet. So I looked at that trailer and I went, okay, I guess we got another attempt at seeing if we can make first person work with anything that isn't guns. Uh, yeah. Um, Chris, switching back over to you, what are some of the things that you saw that you like were concerning or that you didn't like, or that you think didn't show well? Um, so I can't think of too many games like, I mean, first of all, when it comes to the PSVR 2, I didn't see any Astrobot, so I was out immediately. If you're not giving me Astrobot, I don't want it. Uh, I'm not even kidding. I feel that's actually like my I'm favorite. I'm honestly thing. surprised that like we haven't seen anything from Team Asobi. Is it pronounced? Yep. Asobi. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because Astrobot's amazing. I love that character, and I want so him to good. be the like Sony mascot. You know, I think he'd be a great mascot for the system. And it's such low hanging fruit. He's so versatile. Yeah. Like he's cute enough as it as his own. He looks like it fits with the PS5. And it's so versatile that you could like, hey, you got God of War coming up, put a little God of War skin on him. Like you can make yeah. it advertise him. Like it's just it's sitting right there. Take it. Like I want a guy in a costume at Pizza Hut yelling at people in a commercial like they used to do in the banjo kazooie. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, banjo kazooie. What the hell? Uh, Crash Correct. Bandicoot. Yeah, there you go. go. I want those commercials, but Astro. Um, yeah, things though that concerned me were more, I would say, the lack of first party stuff so there wasn't like a game specifically i saw i'm like oh this is a concerning game it's more the lack of like first party stuff that got me a little concerned about sony mm -hmm. and of course project q it doesn't concern me i don't think it's gonna like bankrupt sony or anything like that it just it's more interesting 
it's not like if it was a Vita 2 or if it was anything where it was like, this is a console, it has cloud, so you can remote play your very heavy PS5 games on the go. But also here's things you can actually do with it on the go that aren't cloud gaming. Like it plays PSP, PS Vita games, like right off the PSN store, you can just install them and play them. Plus new games mm. are coming. Um, you know, any indie game that releases on PS5 also will release on this because it can play it. Like, I don't know, something? Then I would have been like, cool, that's a cool peripheral. They're jumping on the Switch, you know, kind of fandom where it's like, yes, there are people who want to play some stuff on their screen and then take it to go or just play PS5 on the go. Um, but yeah, it's like, also with the what laziest it... design. Like, it literally is oh God, a PS5 yeah. controller cut in half and then a tablet stuck to it. I'm like, you guys didn't even try to do anything interesting with it. Yeah, it looks it like, looks like what I would off. do with Photoshop in 10 seconds. Uh, yeah, I think the design is probably one of the best parts of it. Like, because I've always looked like when the PS Vita was coming out, it was just like, man, like you were so close to, excuse me, what the PS4 controller at the time was. Like, it was so close but it doesn't feel right. And even like the switch I have, like it's so small in my hands that when, oh, like, yeah. when I'm playing, I get like, my hands get cramped. Whereas this, like I know what a PlayStation five controller feels like. I just imagine a little bit bigger. This, this feels great. My only concern is I, I hope one of the things that they do is design is, is like put a little bit of a swivel on, on the screen. Cause like it sucks if it's flat and then you have to either look down while you're playing or like tilt it up or yeah. hold it like this. And like, the have a little kind of at the top of it too. Yeah. Um, that would be my only suggestion on that. I, to be honest, like, I'm not sold on this yet. I, I'm curious as to what this looks like. I think, like, there's room that there might be an opportunity they can sort of build something that might allow them to improve streaming or something. Like, that might be a lot of stuff that they can just do via, like, networking and patching and software. I don't know. Um, but I am surprised. Like, you kind of mentioned it, Chris, when you were talking. Like, why is that I can't stream games, like, from PlayStation Plus? In the sense, like, because... The top tier has it that you could stream some games, right? Like, it seems like a missed opportunity for this one. Yeah, um, 100%. And they used to have PS Now. I don't know if they still really have that. I'm no, because no, that, that, that was merged into what we have now. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, because if you were able to just have it where if you have PS Extra and you can just cloud stream all the games that they have that are available for streaming, even if this was a cloud device, but it was actually just streaming from a library somewhere, not like remotely mm -hmm. from your PS5, that would help a little bit because at least it's kind of be like attaching your phone and opening up game pass and doing cloud, not the best way to play by any means, but it's a nice, at least addition to have if you are commuting on a train or something. Um, yeah. Like but it sounds like you if, can't really use it outside of your house. So it's not really that portable. Is it? No, it's well, just I wonder, the Wii U controller. It's the Wii I U controller. <laughs> if this is maybe a situation though, where like we're looking at it from a North American lens and this might be something that resonates in like somewhere like Japan or, or something. Oh, that, that like, would definitely oh, be sure. the case too, if, right? if that's being argued there. But I mean, also Jim Ryan's coming out and talking about it. So I'm sitting there being like, no, they're still trying to market this to us, but it's, it's not really going to work the same way unless you're like, you know, a family of four with one TV, in which case, all right. So a few of you are going to maybe get a use out of it, but. Yeah. If it was yeah, I don't know. US. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I, I was going to say, like, I mean, I even be just that. Like, I know, like, my PlayStation's down here, and I'd love to be able to play my games upstairs, like, in the oh, living yeah. room or something like that. So, like, I can see it being just something I have in the house to play my PlayStation outside of my basement. Yeah, but, yeah. like, it's such a niche, niche situation. Like, how many times on average are you going to be using that compared to just going to where the actual big screen is, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, like, I think Chris is at a good point. Like, depends on what it is. Like, I've been hearing rumors it's around 250 USD, which I think might be a little bit much for this. Oh, yeah, that's too much. But, like, 150 bucks, I think, would be, like, the sweet spot. Yeah, if it was unless like, they have like unless they have proprietary stuff that like says like, hey, we've made it to fix the latency of streaming over Wi-Fi. I mean, the problem yeah. is I don't even know if they can go that low just because of how much the controller on its own costs normally. And now they're putting a friggin' eight inch screen attached to it. I don't think they can justify putting it that low. It's Sony. They make screens. This is what they do. OK, from <laughs> yeah. a business to their shareholders, they can't justify a price that low. It's actually it's a Sony smart TV. It's just been drilled right on there it was refurbished anyways <laughs> they just cut they just cut a corner off oh <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, if it was 100... off, Chris, oh i was just gonna say if it was 150 bucks i could see myself definitely looking into this because right now i have like a steam deck and a switch and i do like playing them portably it is hmm. something i like to do because again everything i have is down here in the basement and if i want to be on the top floor out on my deck in the backyard you know nice summer day you know have a drink and sit out there or even up in the bedroom I have to use one of those two systems. Mm -hmm. um, and I did try and get the remote play from PlayStation working on the Steam Deck because it is something I'd love to do with God of War or something. When it, Not for the main story, but when there's side quests in an open world game, oh my God, just being able to go and sit on a couch and play it kind of on the side while you're doing something else like watching YouTube or playing po or podcasts or something, mm -hmm. um, it does help and it is nice. But there really isn't a Sony way of doing it, even though I tried on the on the um, the Steam Deck. It's really not meant to do that, and they don't talk to each other very well. So I would be interested, because it's the one system I can't play portably at all, conveniently or very well at all right now. So if this was 150 Canadian, um, or like very close to, I could see myself having a look and being interested. If it was sub it, 300 Canadian, I think people would take a look at it. Anything higher than that, it's going to be pretty hard to sell to people. Yeah. No, because a Switch Lite is only 250 and I get that's a Switch Lite. It's not comparable, but at least you can buy indie games on it and just play them. Like, you yeah. don't have to worry about streaming them from a console to the top floor where you're going to get a little bit of latency in, like, Celeste or something. Like, that would drive me wild. It's a game that's all, like, it's all about timing, right? So I couldn't see it doing overly well at that price point. 200, 150, something like that. Uh, I could see people having a look and, and picking them up, picking well, it up. I think they, they, run a, they run a really, like, narrow area in that, like, they, we already have things like the, 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 the what is it, the Kashi, the Backbone, the Game Tire. Like, we have those already that I can use it through my phone. And those are, like, 100, 150 bucks. Now, granted, the remote play app sucks on your phone. I actually had to buy, like, a third-party one to get it to work properly. Um, so, like, I don't know. Like, there, there's, a very, there's already a market there, and the ceiling's kind of been set that, like, you have to justify why I have this massive, you know, 8-inch screen. Like, that's an 8-inch screen. There's still a controller to it. So we're looking at, like, a foot-long sub-style, like, console. Like, this isn't really designed to be portable outside of your house. So, like, we'll see. Oh, okay, well, now that you're saying that, now I'm waiting for somebody to Photoshop a subway design on this thing. Do it. <laughs> I, I, I God, give the rights to it. whoever has Photoshop skills. Go for it. <laughs> I want that so bad. Do it. Um, yeah. Other than that, was there anything else that, like, kind of concerned you or anything that, like, you felt was missing or stuff you saw I mean, that was it's kinda, just Ugh. in general that so much was missing. I mean, look, let's take a look at, you know, you guys can 
you'll probably agree with me on this. So let's take a look at what the five biggest games in terms of name recognition or name value were. Spider-Man 2, obviously. Done. Metal Gear Solid Delta. Agreed. Final Fantasy 16. Agreed. Uh, Street Fighter 6. Uh, yeah. And Assassin's Creed Mirage. That's probably your five biggest titles. I'd One agree. of those is exclusive to you. One of those is literally already out. Like, a tech demo had already come out for Street Fighter VI, so it was a trailer for a game that was literally on its way out the door, and it was for a story mode, so that was a waste of time. Final Fantasy XVI has had, like, 70 different trailers in the last month, so that was a waste of, like, five minutes. Square didn't bring anything else, too, which is really insulting, to be honest. It's the same trailers that are on YouTube. for, for Yeah, uh, like, nothing about Seven Remake? Really? Nothing? And we joked about Kingdom Hearts 4. That wasn't even there. I'm stunned by that. That they didn't even try to joke their way out of that. And then again, let's be honest, with Assassin's Creed Mirage, there's nothing about that trailer, even if there was gameplay in that trailer, that's going to make you feel any different than what you already do because you either are interested in going back to it or you're not. I disagree. I disagree on that one with the Assassin's Creed. I think that like... Well, what did that trailer show to get you back in then? confirmation because they said hey we're going back to like the roots of assassin's creed and like sure whatever ubisoft i've bought your lies before like i think there's a lot of people who are like hey i'd like this if it did work out to be this way but like but what there's a lot of com- di- what confirmed that in the trailer though it was just regular assassin's creed stuff there wasn't anything that made you think it was different i think it did like i think for me like i looked at it and it's like okay what do you think when you say you're going back to the roots what do you mean ubisoft yeah. and this trailer showed oh, this does look like Altair-style Assassin's Creed. And so, like, did it show anything new? Did it give us any new information? No, but it confirmed to people like me and Chris, like, yeah, when they say they're going back to the roots, they are, they know what we mean and what we're expecting, and this kind of shows it, right? It's kind of like when they said, hey, we're taking, uh, we know that you guys love Assassin's Creed Black Flag. We love, you guys love pirate games. We're building you a pirate game. And we're like, sweet awesome and then we got skull and bones we're like oh no you misread exactly what we were saying whereas this looks like like i said this looks like assassin's creed that we remember from 2007 sure so it reaffirms to us exactly what we're looking for but i'm not not going to sit here and suddenly be like oh it's going to be just like etsy all over again i more just went okay and on a playstation showcase that's just not good enough like this, was this, one this is the, the fact that this was top five most important things in here is that's that's the reason why I'm saying like it's such a big deal that so much was missing because a game like this that let's be honest has been well past its prime even if this is going back to its roots the fact that Sony couldn't bring anything else is pretty that's like where my distress is because it's not necessarily like I think Sony's in a bad place I'm more in the sense of like you seriously didn't have anything else they showed? Like, I didn't even mention it before, but they finally showed us Firewalks Project, and there wasn't anything to tell us what it was. I had to go to Twitter to see that it was a first-person shooter with Concord. Yeah. So, like, you had Spider-Man, and that's it. Like, Metal Gear Solid isn't even exclusive to them, and Marathon that's from Bungie isn't either. So, like what what's sony's thing apart from indie games like this wasn't anything to make you feel as if you only own a playstation that you have all these cool things now granted 
I'm okay with that in a, in in the grand scheme of things because I would rather as many people as possible have a chance to play a lot of these games. But like to think about all the things that are missing, and I jokingly said last time, I can't wait to say it when Last of Us Factions doesn't show up, and lo and behold, I was right. This is your fault, Adam. You willed it. Yeah. You, you think of what also is still missing, like nothing from Atlas, so nothing Persona related, because there's been the rumors of the remakes. No Death Stranding 2, no Stellar Blade, I think it was called, uh, no Silent Hill, no, I mean, nothing from Naughty Dog, period. Like, just the amount of stuff that isn't there. You know, nothing from, uh, what's the other, not Firewalk, but is it Fire Sprite? Yeah. So mm. nothing from them. So there's just so much stuff that, like, if they show, like, in, let's say in, like, three months when they do a state of play and they show us a new game from one of these studios, we're like, you guys couldn't put together anything three months ago? You put out the most bare-bones trailer for Concord? and told us nothing about this game, and you couldn't throw anything else out there? Like, nothing, like, not even another cinematic trail. I'm surprised there was no cinematic trails for games like Wolverine or anything like that again. I'm surprised there wasn't even that. Like, again, this is what I said at the top of the show. It's a state of play plus because they didn't bring anything, really. Like, this feels like a state of play for Spider-Man 2, and there just happened to be another hour of content unrelated to it. Yeah. 100%. I think for me, like, I'm going to kind of shift into to I agree with you on on most of everything. I disagree on Assassin's Creed, but like, I agree with you on a lot of things in that. What I'm just super jaded good. from them. So it's 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 not fine. your you're OK. You're That's you're fine. still you're you, still sucker. You have a record. You have a record. You have a record of poor taste, Adam. We don't hold it against you. We expect it. <laughs> you hold it. You 100% hold it against me. Don't you lie. <laughs> um, no, I agree with you guys on everything. Like like I said, the thing that Sony needed to do coming out of or coming into this showcase was, hey, we need to know what the first parties are. We are at the point where everything, like Sony has fired off the first volley. We, we saw Sucker Punch, like we saw Insomniac's game. We saw... Naughty Dog's game, or no, Naughty Dog's game didn't. Yeah, they got the last of us, whatever. Um, like, we don't know what's happening with a lot of studios, right? We're getting into the second half of this console, or like, we're getting into the middle of this console, and we don't know what any of the first party studios are working on. Oh, yeah, there wasn't even a Ghost of Tsushima 2 thing either. Ghost like, of Tsushima is missing. Yeah. We, we, don't yeah. know what, we don't know what Sucker Punch is working on. We don't know what Sony Santa Monica is working on. We don't know what Gorilla is working on. We don't know what, like, a lot of the studios are working on and we're now getting into the second phase of this console with no information. And this is what, what Sony's doing. But for me, I think there's a larger point of concern here. And this is, I kind of talked about at the beginning of the episode of like this canary in the coal mine, that something's wrong at Sony. And it's my concern that Sony is kind of moving away from what made it successful. So we heard about six months to a year ago that Sony's going to be making more and more live service games. Right. And this was an instant concern for us because Sony's bread and butter has always been these third person, maybe first person, linear story driven games. We didn't get any of those. Like Spider-Man is probably the only large triple A single player story driven game. The rest, it's like, look, we've got Concord. That's an that's a live service game. Marathon live service game um going through here like Assassin's foam stars is not definitely is yeah, yeah foam star which looks like garbage to be honest it looks like a lot of the persona anime. had a baby <laughs> which don't yeah. get me wrong sounds cool but like i'm not playing it if it's going to be microtransaction hell 
But like yeah, a true. lot of these games, like Fairhaven's game, um, Fair Games or whatever, that's a live service. Helldivers. That's adorable game. too, because that game is supposed to be anti-capitalist, and you know that's going to be riddled in <laughs> yeah. microtransactions. But it's just yeah. like <laughs> Sony's came out and they're like, "Hey, we're going to make a live service game," and their showcase comes out, and we don't get anything that we're expecting in terms of first-person linear stories, and all we get is a bunch of trailers for live service games, and it's not clear to us like how do these games compare? How do they differ? Because no offense. Fair, fair games looks a lot like uh, Marathon and like all these games kind of blended into one another that like it's just a giant mass of live service games and it doesn't feel like Sony's doing anything innovative. Now it seems like they're chasing the trends and that's not the Sony that I know. Sony was doing stuff that was original. Like we think back to where they started doing really well in late like 2010s to like early 20 teens. They were like the trend was multiplayer games and they're like no we're gonna make our own we're gonna cut our own little corner and we're gonna make our uncharted we're gonna make our insomniacs um like our excuse me our infamouses like we're gonna make our own little niche of single player games and that's gonna be what we're doing now they're just following the trend and no offense these live service games are huge high risk high rewards most of them are gonna fail home stars is gonna come and die instantly that trend is also already starting to die off because people are more than aware of it now well, they're also people are just getting into their camps, right? Like, you know, are, you're already a Destiny player. You're not going to start another live service game, right? If you're playing Fortnite, you're not going to pick up another game. Like, you are now competing for the limited time that people have. And so I feel Sony did not come out and say, hey, here's what lo- like a Sony with live services looks like. And there was nothing to reassure. It's like, hey, Sony's still here with the single party exclusives. Like, we're not here with the single player exclusives. Like, that's all been forgotten. And these teams are now, what are they working on? Like, Naughty Dog is apparently struggling with The Last of Us Factions. And the problem with these live service games is that they tie games companies up for a long time, right? You can't just release a live service game and then move on to the next project. Bungie, since Halo whatever, they've made two games. They've made, they've made Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 in the span of what? Since PS4 launch? Like, in two consoles, they've made two games. Granted, they've been busy. They've made a lot of content I was going to say, to be fair, they've done tremendously well with it. So, from that case, it's kind of an anomaly. But what I'm saying, though, is that you have a studio where, if you think about, like, think of what Naughty Dog put out between the beginning of PlayStation 4 to PS5. Like, we got... Well, that's a bad example, because we got two games. But, like, the idea is that you're not... Like Insomniac, right? Like Insomniac is making a ton of games. That's not going to be something that Insomniac can do when you have a live service game, right? It's going to be, hey, we made uh, like Spider-Man live service. We're not going to support that for the next two years or we're not. And in that case, that game's going to dry up on the grapevine because it's a live service game that's not being supported. And it's kind of like the point of what the arms race was initially with all the studios that have been purchased. So that way there is more people Mm. working on stuff. But mm. even then, we didn't see what most of them were doing, which is kind of frustrating. I'm not quite in your territory yet. I My guard mm. is up, don't get me wrong. But, mm-hmm. like, because we haven't seen what a lot of these studios are doing yet, I'm not quite there and just thinking, like, I said it in our Discord, you know, n- not too long ago after the the conference where I went. I wonder if this might just be a thing of they don't want to necessarily show everything that they know is not going to be ready for more than 12 months. So, like, who knows in the next six months if we get to hear a bunch more things. Like, if that's what they're doing, okay, fine. But it's going to take us, like, a year or two to realize that's what they're doing now. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. just communicating that with your player base would help. But let's be honest, you never do that because then the hype train doesn't happen. So they would never say that outright. 
But like if we find out in say six months when they do another presentation of some sort that we see, oh, here's Wolverine or here's X, like sure, then I think that kind of changes the game a little bit because then at least we can start going, okay, maybe there's just going to be more consistency on the release timing of when they show these things off. And this is just like the first one that we got of this where it's just, it's just hurting because we're used to the just getting absolutely demolished with all of these trailers for big games that are going to be anywhere between six months to four years out. Because we all remember, you know, when um, uh, Activision, no, not Activision, uh, Bethesda had their infamous year where there was like 10 big names, but they're all like five years out where you had like in, in the early days of Starfield and Redfall and Elder Scrolls and all of that. And you're like, well, none of that's coming anytime soon. And I wonder, and this is just me kind of guessing as to why there was so much not there, was that they were going, hey, let's not show these things off when they're A, not even close to being done, and B, we're pretty sure this isn't coming out this year. We don't want to suddenly have our fans just thinking that all of this stuff is coming right now. But then again, I think there was at least like one or two things that I saw was 2024, unless I'm mistaken, but I'm also yeah. misremembering potentially. Well, I think there's a larger concern, though, is that Sony's in a different thing, situation than Bethesda is or Activision, where they're just trying to sell the games. It doesn't matter. Like, they're not fighting for any sort of flag in the ground kind of thing like Sony and Microsoft are doing. And I think Sony screwed up in the sense that now that we're getting to the point where there are Xboxes and PlayStations on the shelf and someone can willfully just go in and buy whatever one they want. The problem that they have now, and this is this will transition to what where we're at with Xbox is that PlayStation now has it where if someone says, hey, should I buy a, a PlayStation? I'd be like, yeah, well, there's some great games before. Okay, well, what's coming down the pipe? Mm, factions, maybe. We don't know. Like, there's a Wolverine game. Well, that got yeah, I, th- I think the, the, in all ago. fairness, neither option has that going for them right now. But the question is, in Sony's court, like, why didn't you come out with something to at least kind of keep... Because right now, like, I think we all agree that if we were picking one over the other, it's easily Sony still... But Sony decided to take this opportunity to basically take their foot off the gas. Yeah, well, this is yeah. the thing that I'm saying. Like, there's nothing I can't tell anyone what the roadmap is of PlayStation. I literally don't know what any of the studios are working on. Like, it's not even where I can say. Like, the only game I know is Wolverine, and all we got was a little snippet of like Wolverine going with his claws out. Like, that's the only thing that we saw. And I can't tell you what's happening in the next three to five years. Yeah, like we have like rumors here and there of what might be in the pipeline, but we have no confirmations. So that kind of makes it difficult, which is so, and oh, I, yeah. to go to go back to, they, to what we said last yeah. week. Like Sony was starting this all off. They've really set that bar low that Microsoft can come in and just completely like world record high jump over this motherfucker. If Microsoft comes out and says, hey, look at all these games we have. We have Hellblade. We have Starfield. We have, you know, Fable. Like, like, imagine if Fable shows up. Perfect Dark shows up, right? And they say, hey, here's a bunch of other IP. Because Xbox is in a weird position where they've got a bunch of studios and we've not heard what they're doing. Xbox is set up that they could just literally just go, like, full gun. This is definitely, they have a potential to kick that door down or run face first into it like it's like most extreme elimination challenge with that one game where like there's the doors where one of them's a tarp yeah. and one of them's a straight solid <laughs> piece of wood. Yeah. That's Xbox right now with the getting ready for their presentation. They're either going to go right through to the finish line or just face plant so hard <laughs> against that door. Perfect right? analogy. And this, is, and this is the situation that, that Xbox is in. Like if they come out and they just like 
banger after banger after banger. And it doesn't have to be this year. If they just say, hey, look, this year you're getting this, next year you're getting that. And then down the road in three years, we're going to have these games. Like there's now a roadmap that like you're investing in this console with the idea like I'm investing because I know these games are coming. PlayStation hasn't done that. What's PlayStation offering? Here's a bunch of live service games. And maybe there'll be some more games. Will there be? Probably, but we don't even know what that looks like. Because right now, all Sony's showing us is that, hey, we're all in on the live service. We are, we've communicated nothing about where our, our, our single-player story games are that you've come to expect from us. So we don't know what, that, what Sony looks like going forward. And that's because yeah. they didn't show us. Yeah, like if Xbox comes in, especially if they have anything, like if they have like two or three titles that are like just they look good they don't even have to be like the best looking games ever just like they look good and fun and they're holidays this year like i was thinking like what does sony have for the holidays if if spider-man comes out in say september maybe october there's nothing from sony for the holidays and for obviously that lull that they have right after because normally there was always something in you know november february like there was always something to kind of look forward to and mm-hmm. if Xbox has a bunch of stuff for the Christmas time and Sony doesn't, I could see that playing in Xbox's favor. And right now we were thinking Xbox is so far behind. PlayStation is so far ahead. There's nothing to worry about. And they didn't do anything good. And they didn't really, it's not like they did anything bad. They just kind of were like, they, they played stopped it very where they were. Safe. Yeah, they're, they're like the tortoise and the hare where it's like, oh, I'm the hare. I'm so good. I can just stop. And then literally Xbox, the tortoise, is now all of a sudden going to be like, actually, you know, Here's all these games, and boom, they could come up, they could catch up, they could even get ahead at a time when it was kind of like very set in Sony's favor that they couldn't not be ahead. And and Xbox, I like, I mean, will it happen? That would depend completely on Xbox's showcase. Well, they we could we know what we're going to be talking more. about next week, that's for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, we'll be we'll be prepping well, like, for that one next week because I think that <laughs> I think, think they're it, the eleventh, right, of June. Because I know because I know Summer Game Fest is not this Thursday, but next Thursday. Yeah, Xbox is 11th. So, yeah. okay. so we're going to get we're going to get a chance next week to preview it as well, which is great. Like we're we're definitely going to be in that like stage of like, okay, is someone going to completely tip the scales over? Because even Ubisoft, you know, never you never know. They might come out suddenly guns a blazing at their thing. They won't because. Yeah, okay well Xbox at this point exclusive. if they show splinter cell with gameplay i think kaylin already goes yeah ubisoft wins but yeah. <laughs> it's a nintendo switch exclusive <laughs> don't, no don't i thought we ideas. already discussed it it's a mobile game gotcha like come on Mar- mario mario and splinter cell oh <laughs> uh, hey uh, ubisoft has done it before with the rabbits and mario don't, you never don't. know to be fair yeah. it's green so it's more like luigi and splinter cell <laughs> oh that would be and it's kind of they go to luigi's mansion it's kind of a tie-in i like I it I no it's so a mario is missing it's it. a mario is missing it's a historical Whoa, game stop it. <laughs> okay 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 it makes sense too because luigi's got to be the splinter cell operative listening. to go get the kidnapped mario <laughs> uh, i love oh it God, when you can I, make Kalen just not want to participate anymore it's the best God. Like, I don't want it, but now I kind of want that to happen. Because, like, like, we're, we're, we're going to be previewing, obviously, next week because there's so much stuff. Because I finally pulled the list up. So, Guerrilla Collective is the 7th. Summer Game Fest, Day of the Devs, is on the 8th. Wholesome Direct and Future Game Show is the 10th. PC Gaming Show and Xbox is the 11th. And then Ubisoft is the 12th. Devolver Digital is yet to throw their date in yet. But, like, for the major stuff, we're basically looking at the day, bef- the couple of days before we record 
we're going to have uh, Xbox and Ubisoft to go into. And I'm sure Summer Game Fest is going to have at least a few interesting things, too. Hopefully, it, the show is a little bit more uh, interesting and less space horror than it was last year, but we'll see. But yeah, I like just... I think that's the key here, though, in that Sony, we said last week, they're opening. You have the chance to make that bar impossible. And what is it with, because this always happens at E3 too, it seems. Whoever starts never sets the never sets the tone well. I don't know what it is, but it seems like the first person to go with these never sets the a good bar. It's always like middle of the road average. It never is, is, is like a show stealer. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. For me, like going back to what Chris said about like Xbox coming up with exclusives, like the problem is, is that Xbox is in a situation where like, they represent the best value in gaming. Like, there's no dispute about that. Like, get an Xbox, get a Game Pass. It's the best value in gaming. But what did PlayStation always had? PlayStation always had the exclusives. They, that's what you went for. In a world where PlayStation doesn't have exclusives to show, once again, I'm not saying they don't have exclusives. I'm sure they are cooking on something. But, like, they've just taken their foot right off the gas, like we've said. And, and I think that's the, the interesting thing. They've left it open for anyone and everyone. Like, there's a possibility that Ubisoft can dunk on Sony. They showed one major first-party game. I'm sure people will be like, well, no, this, this, and they're like, Helldivers. I'm like, guys, be honest. They showed one major yeah. exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else is probably coming to everything else. I didn't double-check every game, but most of the big hitters that I saw, they're all coming to everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I pre-ordered some stuff on Steam. Right when that showcase ended, I was like, perfect. Look at the stuff I'm going to buy on <laughs> Steam, which is not what should have happened. That's yeah, not, like... like no. th- this, this was... This is the year that we're, like, as you said, we're, like, in we're literally the midway point of this, like, of this console mm-hmm. cycle, pretty much. This is the year that we're finally, like, full year out of the transition from COVID as a lot of people are finally getting back to working in, in their studios and everything. So many more have come off the shelves. Like, there's a steady flow of consoles now. Now the real fight has begun, and they whiffed. It's not to say it was a bad stream. There was a lot of cool stuff, but potential was way higher than the value, and that's never a good sign because you're almost never going to hit that potential bar. Like, if I honestly rated based on potential of how good a lot of these games could be, it's somewhere on a B+. But when my overall rating is personally a C plus, it's not a good match. Like it should be somewhere close by because name value should almost have you up par with the potential. Instead, the name value just wasn't there. And it's not to say yeah. like there wasn't really cool stuff, like far from it. Like we said, Hell Divers, Phantom Blade. There's a lot of cool things there. But it just, what, like, the amount of stuff that was missing, like, you go back to the list that we talked about of all the things that we either wanted to see or thought were guaranteed to be there, and we got 95% of them wrong. Yep. That's true. Like, you you think that we would have gotten, like, three right. You did. We got one, and it was because it was the most obvious one. (laughs) <laughs> actually that's no that's not true i got two right because i said last of us factions wouldn't show because i'm a genius <laughs> yeah i oh. just I'm, I'm looking at like the 2021 um showcase and like yeah the games that they're showing are so much better than what we got or like and this is also during we... covid mm-hmm. 
Which, wait, um, they didn't have one for 2022, right? No, it's been so. This was also their showcase. That's, yeah, that's the other thing. I didn't even think years. to mention that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. It's like, been such a long time a between like the major up. showcases, and they still didn't show anything. We so like Xbox has like... the opportunity to just kick that door down, even if the games in the end aren't great. Because I mean, obviously, yeah. we thought Redfall and Starfield might be amazing at the start, and now we already know Redfall is, is just not good at all. And we all kind of are going into Starfield thinking it's not going to be that great either. But like Microsoft could come just and just absolutely just pummel you with with major games and just pummel you into submission. And we'll admit that it was a better show. The games might not end up being great in the end, but at least at that time we'll be going, man, they just overloaded their library with stuff down the road. Yeah, it's not it's not about necessarily them having like the best games. It's just about the hype level. And that's all they need to do. Because, like, who knows? If we're doing this podcast three years from now, maybe we can look at this show and be like, you know what? Actually, Sony killed this co- this conference in comparison. But uh, we'd have no goddamn idea because time machines don't exist. Yeah. Yet. It's it's the idea that like, this, this is a trailer. This is basically an advertisement. And it did not sell me to buy anything. And that's a problem. I think the other issue that it has is that it also cheapens the brand, right? Like, no offense, state of plays have basically been diminished to noise at this point like i don't get excited for state of plays anymore if they call this did they actually call the state of play originally or was this always promoted as a showcase this was always a showcase if they had said this was a state of play and this is what we got we would have been talking like damn that was the best state of play they've had in years yeah but what i'm saying is that like the the brand of playstation showcase has now been diminished and that this is what we've gotten after two years and the next one people are gonna be a little bit less excited about it and a little bit less hyped and they better knock it out of the park because if they have a stinker after a stinker, it's going to become like what state of plays are where people just ignore them. Like I personally just don't, I ignore state of plays at this point. Like I, I want to I say care. that that's true, but every single time there's like at least 10,000 people watching and about half of them are expecting bloodborne to show up. And they've been doing that for like five years. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if that timeline's true at this point, but I'm sure it's close. Hmm. I'm just Another saying like, the, the, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, it's it's a tarnish on the on this PlayStation Showcase name, which has a lot of cachet, and it has a little bit less today. Well, we'll see yeah. in the next two weeks if uh, any of them, any of the other ones actually, you know, bring some uh, prestige back to their names, because I, I don't think there's any single one of them, and we'll obviously talk about it next week, that I think, like, I'm absolutely looking forward to, aside from Xbox for the intrigue of their response. But, like... I don't think there's a single one of these that I'm like dying to see. Cause I don't think any of them are going to be like amazing. And that's no, kind of like no. the disappointment too. And I think we talked about this a while ago where we thought like, maybe these shows are just inevitably going to be kind of underwhelming. Cause they're not going to be what they used to be anymore because now it's going to be more of a steady flow all year long, rather than it being just all wrapped into one big package in June. Like it used to be. This is what E3 yeah. died for. I, uh, that's sad. <laughs> Good. Chris, you were going to say something? Yeah. I just the fact that like we've been talking how Sony didn't have any of its own first party stuff. I'm also surprised at another thing that I just thought of because it happened today of all days is Sony put up on Steam its wish list page for um, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. They're porting another PlayStation exclusive to PC, which I know is like obviously not for the PS5 and everything. But they always were doing it at least before where they'd have a brief moment as just a small thing to kind of like ease everybody into the show. Like, hey, you love PlayStation exclusives. This one's now coming to PC as well. You love the Sony brand. Here's where we're expanding. They didn't even include that first party 
game, even though it's on a different platform, but like that is a part of their business model, this like PC side. And I'm very surprised they didn't even just like throw a little like notification at the beginning of it as kind of like a start to the show, like a simple little thing to kind of get you hyped for for Sony as a brand in general, because they just put it up. I, don't, I think they maybe even mentioned it on just Twitter or something like it was the least amount of news when it came to like a big Sony first party game getting another re-release. Can you mm-hmm. imagine what our reactions are going to be in two weeks if Summer Game Fest has something major from Sony's side on it? <laughs> <laughs> We're like, oh, that's weird. That was a weird choice. <laughs> yeah, like it, like we'll also we'll be happy if that happens, but we'll also be like, Sony, what the actual fuck? Jeff Keighley paid the millions of dollars. To Maybe that's where Faction shows up. It was all these reports of them eating <laughs> bungees, help, and everything was all a ruse. Yeah, Wolverine fighting the the clickers. It's a crazy tie-in game. It's crazy. <laughs> and then Splinter Cell is going to be there with Luigi. Oh yeah, I hate you guys so much. Got to travel back in time to find Mario. He's missing men. <laughs> Look, this is what you get for making fun of my tastes. We get back at you. No. Ugh. Anyways, I feel like we've dogpiled enough. Is there any like closing <laughs> thoughts we had on on this conference? I think we've. Said what apart apart said. from honestly, like I didn't hate the showcase. I think we all kind of agree that we didn't hate it. It's just again, yeah. like uh, so many of these before, we just we were hoping for more. Yeah. It's it's like we said, it's it's not a bad showcase. If it was anyone else, it'd be fine. It's just honestly, like I guess my only other complaint is for a Japanese company, it was pretty dead on Japanese content. I was pretty surprised on like the amount of games out of their studios, like. I don't like I know people are going to say well Capcom brought Dragon's Dogma. I'm like guys, Dragon's Dogma is not a Japanese game. Let's let's be real here. That's definitely not Japanese. But I don't think I don't think the PlayStation, especially PlayStation 5 anymore is really targeted towards Japan. No, but their like, the library that they have a big stri- a big like grapple on is that Japanese gaming market like your Atlases, your NIS Americas, your Capcoms, your like a lot of those things like the fact that even like Anime wise, the only thing we really saw was um was the Grand Blue Fantasy game. Like, I'm honestly actually no, there was the one other game. What was that? Oh god, the one that looked like Genshin Impact meets like fucking Evangelion. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> now, to be fair, there is the Tokyo Game Show in September, so they may be saving that. That's for also the Tokyo true. Game show. True. Like I don't, I don't think I think that would be lost on this audience. I'm surprised I, that there wasn't like that one game, especially like Stellar Blade, where it's like, oh yeah, that's the Weeb game. Like that's the there's your here's your giant anime titty girl. Like there you go. Well, they had that one that one game, like the um, Genshin oh. Impact ripoff one with like the mechs or whatever. Yeah, I I, lo- I finally looked into it. That was Tower of Fantasy, which is a terrible yeah. name. Doesn't matter. Wasn't and, and there, like, um, technically, sequel? technically. Like, like Metal Gear technically hits that Japanese audience. Like that is a Japanese game, same as well, Final Fantasy. Well, I guess I guess I should be a little more direct. Like especially in the JRPG realm, like Final Fantasy mm. 16, I know sort of falls into that, but like it's one of like I said, it's like the most un-Japanese Final Fantasy we've had probably ever because mm. it's almost European at this point. So it almost feels like it's not even a Final Fantasy game. That's another reason why I'm kind of like unsure about that because it doesn't even feel like one anymore. Yeah. Anime is Final Fantasy 16 now, Adam. Get over it. That's anime. <laughs> no, Hi-Fi Rush is like way more anime than Final Fantasy is now. 
but that's an Xbox thing. They're taking over. I know the Xbox anime. might have a stranglehold on it. How do, uh, they might have taken it away? Like all of a sudden, Xbox be like, now we've just bought Square Enix. Okay, we got that now. <laughs> Microsoft has bought the country of Japan. <laughs> oh, and I guess my last complaint because I forgot about this. Uh, Chris, how do we feel about uh, uh, an indie studio stealing away a Final Fantasy VI character for their name of their game? Wait, which one was this? Ultros. Oh, ultra! When I saw that, I did laugh. I was like, "Oh, you know, we're you know we're 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 uncultured Final Fantasy nerds, and we're like, ah, don't tease the octopus, kids." I am so lost on that comment, and I'm not good. Even, I don't even care to good. get into Dylan's it. Like, and with that, thank you, everyone. For yeah, <laughs> we're getting way too yeah, like, here. We'll obviously see in two weeks. You know, in retrospect, if you know, because that'll be the big thing when we come back in two weeks after all the other ones, we'll actually probably sit back and like kind of rank all the major ones. I have a feeling this might actually end up turning out to be one of the better ones just because I'm so like, I'm so low on everything else too that I'm like, man, I don't even know if like, like Summer Game Fest, I expect to be cool, but I don't think it's going to push over the edge. Xbox, I think has a good shot at it just on the basis of they could just overload it and be fine. I don't think Ubisoft does. So I think PlayStation has a pretty good chance to still be top three by the end of it, which given the lack of content in retrospect is kind of sad with how everything's been these days, but maybe that's just the nature of showcases these days. Yeah. Yeah. But Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that when we preview it next week. And then obviously once everything's done, we'll, we'll then land blast and be like, Sony, how did you finish last? Like I (laughs) imagine that scenario, by the way, if like even Ubisoft has a better showcase. Oh boy. Well, it's because they have the tie in with Sam Fisher and Luigi. (laughs) No, we're stopping it there. I'm not I'm not entertaining this anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to hear all of our feedback on all the conferences coming up, you can catch us wherever you hear your podcast by searching for us on uh, YouTube or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Pixel Play Podcast. We also have a whole bunch of social feeds. If you want to reach out to us, uh, they are in our link tree. Link tr.e forward slash Pixel Play Podcast. Uh, you can find our Twitter, our Instagram, our Discord if you guys want to be part of the chat. Let us know what you think. Feel free to also leave us in the chats. And hey, if you got this far, it really helps us out. If you guys can give a like, a subscribe, uh, it all feeds the algorithm gods that we are not smart enough to understand. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. And we will see you guys next week. 